There's a man sitting next to Jesus in conversation with him. The disciples are there too. It all seems like an ordinary scene from Jesus' life and, in a way, it is and it is not. So let's get the full picture by reading Luke 8, 26 to 39. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it, was, it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains, had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him, and they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. We may be familiar with this story, but as we read or hear it this time, what gets our attention? Is it Legion and their dramatic expulsion? Or maybe the locals who are so scared they asked Jesus to leave? What about the disciples? We hear nothing from them or about them in this passage. Maybe it's a shocking condition of the man. If we had jumped out of the boat with Jesus and seen this man running towards us, how would we feel and what would be going through our heads? Notice Jesus. His whole focus is on the man. Everything else seems to be an obstruction, a distraction or a disappointment to him. Notice in the account that the first words do not come from Legion. They come from Jesus, who has already told them to get out. He isn't troubled, fearful, nor even bothered by them. They're just in the way of proclaiming freedom to this prisoner and releasing him from his oppression. 
he even grants their request, though as the herd dives over the cliff to their doom. Was that such a clever request? Might they not end up in the very place they were desperately seeking to avoid? So, when the locals come to see what's happened, we reach the scene we started with. They found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. Wouldn't we love to have been present before they arrived, to hear what passed between Jesus and the man, whose name we do not even know? How sad, how disappointing to see the response of the locals. Then they asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. The good news of the kingdom had come to them, and instead of rejoicing and welcoming Jesus, they turned him away. However, this isn't the end. The man begs to leave and follow Jesus, but the Father has a purpose for this unknown man. Jesus tells him to go and tell how much God has done for you. This he does. It's interesting to note that on other occasions we read that after a miracle, Jesus commanded people not to tell anyone. But here he does. This was not an easy task for the man to go back to his family and others that he may well have hurt physically or emotionally. Perhaps they would be worried that this change would only be temporary and they would be at risk. However, we should remind ourselves that God only asks us to do the possible. The impossible is his responsibility, although sometimes, because of his grace and his power at work in us, we get to join in this work as well. Consider the disciples in chapters 8 and 9 of Luke. They were learning from Jesus, hearing his word and seeing what he did. Sometimes they understood and acted appropriately, whilst at other times they failed which is okay because they were beginners. Did the man's obedience to Jesus have any impact? Well, at the end of Mark 7, we find Jesus has come down to the region of the Decapolis, in which is the town of Gadara, where the locals had come from. In chapter 8, we read that he was met by a crowd of about 4,000 or more. Crowds usually gathered around Jesus because they'd heard of what he had done for others. So maybe this man's testimony and that of others didn't just end up with the locals in his town, but brought many to hear the good news. So, as we turn to prayer, let's consider whether the next time we jump out of the boat with Jesus, will we see only the troubling condition, the problem, and miss seeing the person? Are there people we know who have a condition, whether physical, mental or spiritual, where we feel apprehensive, maybe afraid, and totally inadequate to cope with? Are there any situations where we have wanted to run a mile in the opposite direction? Well, prayer is our most powerful and precious spiritual and practical weapon in any situation. Let's start where Jesus did, seeing the person beyond the condition. Let us ask the Father in Jesus' name to let us know how he feels towards them. Then wait on our Heavenly Father and see what he says to us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that we have often not loved our neighbours as ourselves. Out of fear or anxiety about what might happen or not happen, in our feelings of inadequacy, we have turned away. Teach us, Jesus, by your Holy Spirit, directly or through the counsel of others, how to pray and move. In the same way that you taught your disciples, help us to see as you see 
and experience the compassion you have for those you bring our way. Both soften and strengthen our hearts that we might be ready to obey when you ask us to do the possible, that many will come to know Yahweh El Roy, the God who sees me. Amen.